You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Do that again. Yeah! What's going on, everybody? This is episode three of Positive Anger with me, Nave McIntosh, and Sir John Fadigay, aka Dr. Daddy, aka John Tired. I was never, I'm never sure when to jump in because I'm not sure if you're going to go three or four or, or more. AKA names. John John. Okay. I'll AKA Super Talker. <laughs> AKA Sitting to My Left. Fatty Gay. Good to be here, bud. Yeah, man. Thank you for doing this as Positive always. Anger. Um, you know, he's a, uh, what, uh, should we just talk about, I mean, we're going to talk about it in a little bit, bring it up now? I mean, yeah, let's, t- let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Um, today, just to let everybody know what's going to be happening in uh, a few minutes, we're going to bring in a guest, uh, Sir Gabriel Pachenko, um, a comedian in the city who also is a real estate agent in Brooklyn, and this is really what I want to talk to him about today. Um, is gentrification, man. Because mm. he's a man selling, uh, well, renting these apartments to the gentrifiers, I guess is the term. Mm. Um, Spike Lee went on a rant about it last week, which I uh, will play uh, and liked. And um, we also have this article uh, that we found, 20 Ways Not to Be a Gentrifier, which we will go over. Uh, we can't figure out yet if it's real or fake. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You can't really tell anymore. Blogs are real. You know what I mean? I, I write blogs. Um, all of these list blogs, too, are complete bullshit. You know what I mean? It's it's dumb that the whole world can't read an article long enough to, to just like, is that a full article? So true. I can't break it down. If it's not in 15, I, I bet the news will be like that one day. The top 15 reasons why that plane disappeared and people will fucking <laughs> listen to it and pay attention. But I write some of these every once in a while just because people like them and they're all bullshit. I write like uh, six uh, six costumes that we should all stop wearing, like regular day things. Um, eight reasons that this guy that said he's into you is not into you. That type of shit. And those are the ones that I get the most comments on. That's so funny. People love those now, man. People fucking love them. And they'll, clickbait. They'll comment on me. They'll comment and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe that a guy is not into me because of that reason. I'm like, I'm making these up <laughs> as I go. I'm just writing them to be funny. They're just funny. You're the furthest thing from an expert. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I don't want to be a goddamn expert. One of them was nine ways that are socially unacceptable to break up with people that should be acceptable. It got... Tons of fucking hits. People wanted me on their podcast because of it. And people were messaging me being like, oh, man, this is great. You should be able to break up with people these ways. I'm like, guys, these are all... I'm ma-. One of them was drive by in a car yelling, we're done. <laughs> these are clearly meant to be jokes, but people take them uh, fucking seriously because they're in a goddamn list form. Um, so, yes, uh, we're going to be talking about gentrification and this uh, this article. I mean, I'm gonna. You know what? As of right now, I'm gonna leave this up for. I don't know if this is real or not. I'm gonna. I don't. I think it is. I really do. I mean, I researched the uh, the person who wrote it. She's some blogger from Berkeley or something who lives out in Oakland, and uh, she looks like she doesn't have a sense of humor, honestly. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I tried to look her up. I clicked on her name through that, and uh, just went. It, it went to nothing. Um, so you know. I googled her name. You went through the whole. Th- you googled I, I, it. I really want. You went to know. as creepy as humanly possible. Well, she's a, <laughs> I went on her Facebook. I checked out her I, beach I did photos. Not, I did not. I went on her LinkedIn <laughs> though. <laughs> Do you use LinkedIn? 
I, I've been using it more because we're growing Stand Up New York Labs, the network, and it's getting a lot of eyes on us. I'm seeing a lot of big networks looking at our profile and looking at what we're doing. So oh, that's great! It's good for us. Yeah. Is it okay if is it okay if I tell the world I don't I'm not on LinkedIn? I don't think a comic really needs to be on LinkedIn. Good, because I get these fucking emails that are like, "Yo, man, join me on LinkedIn." I don't know what that is. I yeah. don't like it. Yeah, it sounds like a video game system from the early '90s. I, mean- <laughs> I don't know what it's supposed to do. I'm already on too many things. I feel. Ask your manager tell them to do it for you don't have one of those well you know you don't God. need that that's that's eight percent it charge eight percent uh ten it'd be like ten, 10. Yeah, yeah 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 so everything i make now i guess would be ten percent would go to a manager but you know they who the fuck knows man who the fuck knows what's going on maybe this whole thing one day a manager will swoop in and take you john john I don't- <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great a manager would come in and be like we want that john john guy and then i'm just sitting here alone talking to myself about fucking uh nothing um so yeah we're gonna talk about that in a little bit uh i guess quickly how, how was your week man you having a good time it was great yeah, yeah i've been i've been having a really good time i've been uh, i've been kind of going through a crazy uh been going a little crazy lately how so why just going out a lot you know out to late yeah um yeah, meeting chicks, drinking a lot. I don't call them chicks, but I just in this in this form, <laughs> meeting women, ladies. You know, I mean, uh, here and there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most serious answer I'm, I've ever heard. I'm not a comic. I can't be as honest as you fucking people. Well, okay. I mean, I mean, well, all right. Okay. I wasn't asking about like what what it you know what the what I'm these meeting a lot like. of awesome people out there. Oh, yeah. it's great. It's great. All right, man. That's awesome yeah. stuff. I've been having a good time, I guess. Walking the earth. Um, what have I been doing? Doing shows. Walking around. I made some butter chicken. Really? Actually, my girlfriend did. I can't lie. My goddamn girlfriend what made... What is butter chicken? Butter chicken is an Indian dish that apparently it's the only thing that white people eat Indian-wise. <laughs> uh, Indian dude I know in Canada used to say that all the time. It's um, it's like a... It's like a, a, a it's just... It's chicken and sauce and fucking rice. And then you dip some bread in there. It's nice. delicious. She made it in a slow cooker. Um, yo, man. Yo. That shit? That shit's great. Um... And yeah, just been walking around the earth looking at things. I got upset. Uh, I don't know if you saw uh, uh, Sir George Zimmerman. Uh, <laughs> I love how you put Sir in front of everybody. Yeah, even almost, that mother. Yeah, 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 it's one of the worst. He um, he was uh, signing autographs at a NRA gun Come show. Come on, man. That's what I get said. When I first saw that, I, I was like, get the fuck. It's one of those things. Here's the thing, John. I do not ever, I, I before I wake up sometimes, like before I actually get out of bed with my girlfriend, I sometimes just go off. And I mean, nobody's really gotten up yet, I'm, and I'm just like beaking about whatever. And it's not that I I don't want to do these things, okay? I don't want <laughs> to get up and yell about things, but I mean, George Zimmerman signing autographs at an NRA convention is fucking, I can't, it's, it's like the most. That's kind of disgusting, man. Disgusting's not even the word. I yeah. mean, can we? Can you put him in jail for that? <laughs> if you can't fucking, you know what I mean? To, to fig, figure out things on the other side of this. The people that want those autographs should be fucking given two weeks. That's the thing, man. Like, it's one thing if you think the guy's innocent, but if you want his autograph, that is a whole nother level of of just douchebag. Also, for him, man. I mean, you. Oh, fuck. It's awful that he completely. I think completely got off with that with that crime. You get off with it. Go sit the yeah. fuck down. Yeah. Just just hide from the. You don't gotta walk around with a fucking cape and a, and a goddamn crown signing autographs. I mean the the idea that like 
you okay? You ki- you killed a kid. You got you got nothing for it. Uh, that's horrible to walk around signing autographs. I mean, the the amount of disrespect you're showing to to yeah, to the, the, those people's families, man. Mm-hmm. Signing autographs like a like a fuck like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> it's insanity. <laughs> Somebody's gonna kill him. I don't think that'll happen because you know somebody will, he'll somebody the people that got those autographs will then kill people. These people are some gun people are just nuts, man. Someone somewhere right now is planning on how to kill that man. You think? And I mean, I don't think someone should do that. That's terrible. But I think if he keeps that up, someone's going to try to kill him. Walking around, yeah, walking around like a, an old ECW wrestler uh, signing autographs, being like, "I am the one that shot it." Like, can you just go sit in a fucking closet yeah. and just yeah. suck your own dick until it's all over? You know what I mean? I'm not just, just, just wait to, just, not wait to die, but I mean, don't get autographs signed. <laughs> so, anyways, I was yelling. I, I, um, I got up the other day. She was still in bed, and I looked on the computer and saw that, and then. 20 minutes of me. She put a pillow over her head, like covered herself with a blanket. <laughs> she can't, um, there's too much, there's too much, uh, and again, I don't wake up like, what can make me angry? I just fucking, um, like this actually the other day, I get, um, I don't really get offended by that much, you know, but, um, I, re- I don't know why, I, why, I do know why, I suppose. I get, um, I get upset, man, when people make fun of homeless people. Oh, yeah. I think it's the, like, lowest form of life. And it's it's just too it's so easy. It's easy and it's awful and this week it has spawned this week's jazz rant. Oh, my favorite part. <laughs> it's the second one. They'll one day get less awkward as I bring them in. I have a theme song, I told you. It's going to come. Okay, all right. Um I'm waiting on that. Man, I just got to record it and put it in, but it's uh it's uh all right, let's uh, We'll do that this week. Yeah, I'm going to record it and put it in. Okay. So the jazz rant this week, everybody, is about people making fun of the homeless. It's, it's, honestly, I think it's the most ignorant, disrespectful thing you could do on the goddamn planet. And the thing that really sucks about it is most of the time, the people that are making fun of homeless people are two fucking paychecks gone away from living on the goddamn street themselves. It's somebody that, that, you know, serves tables at at an Applebee's. That's like, look at this guy out in the street. Motherfucker, when people stop wanting the wing sampler, you're fucked. <laughs> you can't make fun of a human being that's living on the street. You know what I mean? Also, I love when people are like, ah, oh, homeless people are lazy. Just get a goddamn job. Try, go into a building, okay, covered in your own urine, and be like, I want a job. And they're like, and then if, if you get past that. They're like, you know what, man? I like your moxie. We're going to give you a chance. Where, where, fill out this application. First line is, where do you live? You just put fucking telephone pole, curb, subway. Try to get a goddamn job doing that. Do you know what I mean? It makes me, it makes me so fucking mad. Also, I love the idea that they're just lazy. Like, these people had it all. They were just sitting on couches, there was women blowing them, or there, there was people fanning them with these big fucking things, feeding them grapes, and then they just went, you know what, I'm not moving anymore. I'm not going. Repo men came in, took all their stuff, and there they are. Too lazy to get a fucking job. Being homeless is probably one of the worst things that could happen to you on this goddamn planet, and hope to fuck if you ever get there. I mean, that people were good to you on the goddamn... It's not, you know what I mean? Just don't make fun of these fucking people. Stop making fun of homeless people. What the fuck is wrong? You kicking kids in wheelchairs? You punching pregnant women in the face? You're a prick. I think the jazz makes me angrier. 
<laughs> um, anyways, I'm going to have a theme song for that. Uh, that was this week's Jazz Rant. Uh, so, here's what's going to happen next. Um, we're going to bring in Sir Gabriel Pachenko, and we are going to talk gentrification. Welcome back, guys. Uh, we got a um, new member to the studio, Sir John John. John yeah. John, Dr. We got, Daddy. We, <laughs> we got Gabe. Gabe Pachenko. Okay, cool. Yes, yeah, Gabe Pachenko. Thank you for coming in, sir. Thanks hey, for man. In, Gabe. Thanks a lot. It's a pleasure to be here, guys. Um, Gabe Pachenko, as I was saying before, is a very funny comedian in the city. Uh, also, today, as we are talking gentrification, he is um, a, 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 a real estate guy in Brooklyn. Yeah, I, I rent apartments all over Brooklyn. Yeah. And, uh, I, it's so funny you're bringing me on for an episode on gentrification. I honestly don't even believe that word uh, exists as a thing. Boom. There it is. I mean, Boom. that's the end of the podcast. Right there. <laughs> yeah. the, man, the man just shut it down without well, even having a conversation about it. Um, no, I, I, I'd love to talk about it. This sounds great. I mean, there are a lot of other things I believe exist, like uh, colonialism, yeah. uh, imperialism, <laughs> capitalism. You... <laughs> I mean, I'm still on the fence episode, about that yeah. one. Do you think yeah. women are out there? Do you think women exist? Uh, the, I mean, people say allegedly they're 51% of the population, but I don't know. Haven't seen them. Yeah, haven't seen them. That's, um, th- I, I I appreciate the fact that that is your stance. That's fantastic. That's a good, I mean, because uh, like I said, I want to talk about Spike Lee's rant. I want to talk about that list. Um, but why Why do you think gentrification does not exist? I mean, because right now, it's a pretty big topic in New York. In mm-hmm. this studio. In this studio, in the <laughs> yeah. city, in Brooklyn, in Queens. Um, why do you think it doesn't exist at all? What I think is that people move to new places, and uh, there's always going to be transitions. Neighborhoods are always changing, and the people in the neighborhoods change. And if it's Dominicans being displaced by West Indians or if it's um, African-Americans being displaced by Puerto Ricans, it's not seen as gentrification. Gentrification is basically just a word for like white people who feel guilty Mm -hmm. moving into neighborhoods and coming face to face with uh, economic disparities. Yeah. See, this is what I was saying. I don't don't know if it's... um... Because I guess you're right. If other uh, races of people move in with other races of people, it's just a thing. But when white people do it... It kind of gets a word put on it. I don't know if it's it's it seems to be white and black. I I more look at it as like poor rich. Yeah, it's socioeconomic. It seems. Do you know what I mean? So when like wealthy people come to a neighborhood, because if you had, I mean, in some instances, if you had, yeah, people from the West Indies moving into a predominantly Dominican neighborhood, I mean, you could almost be getting poor poor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, poor on poor gentrification. Poor mm. on poor, which is like, all right, cool, we're all poor, we're having a good time here, or or not. But when you get wealth and then poor, there's a huge discrepancy, and I think that's kind of why they they. But bring that's up this not term. really gentrification, though. I feel when a new like when a new race of people move into it, like like you said, of West Indian people like move in and displace Dominican people. I don't consider that gentrification. Gentrification is really like more. It really is like you know people with more money moving into a neighborhood that used to be poor and changing it to match the kind of things they want whether that's then, right or wrong I'm, that's not one of the point i'm making i'm just saying that that is real i mean i feel that that, that happens because then isn't that actually people being pushed out where i say if it's if it's poor poor like i mean people aren't pushing each other out well i mean people get pushed out based on the fact that they can't pay the rent anymore yeah but it's not like they're getting physically pushed out they're just you just it's not your neighborhood anymore I mean, exactly. Yeah. And it's kind of like that's a free market thing. Like neighborhoods are always in change and in flux. I mean, I moved to New York City over eight times 
as rents have gone up in different places or my opportunities have changed. So I've had an, I've had the ability to go somewhere else. But what made those rents go higher in those places that you that you ended up moving out of? Uh, more cupcake shops. Yeah. yeah. Well, who brings those in? <laughs> white Whitey. People. White people. Whitey. Yes. Yeah. Wealthy See, white people. I moved I moved to um, South Williamsburg about 10 years ago, and I lived in the same apartment for that entire duration. So when I moved there, it w- I moved there because it was cheap, because it was a cheap place to live, and it was, you know, it was, it was cool. Things were starting to happen there. And now I'm on the other end of it. Where rent is getting so high that if I lose if my apartment, I mean, my, my rent is keeps going up. But if, you know, for instance, my, my landlord wants to sell the building, if that happens, I'm gone. I'm out. There's no other place in my neighborhood I could afford. Yeah. When one bedrooms are now over $3,000, you know? Yeah, one bedroom for three grand is pretty insane. Oh, uh, yeah, 3100 3, for a nice studio and a luxury condo if, yeah. if you're interested. And yeah. I mean, are these in good? This is the thing that's, that's crazy to me is that in some of these instances, it's wealthy people who want to live in... Places where poor people don't even want to live. Do you know what I mean? If poor people had the option, I mean, I'm sure they'd get out of this place and move up or whatever. But you go to some of these neighborhoods and you're like, this looks like fucking Chechnya, man. This place looks terrible. <laughs> but for whatever reason, wealthy white people want to live in these places. Right. And there's a, a whole bunch of different factors. Uh, one is you want to live by people that are like you. You want to live by the hot girls. You want to live where the art galleries are. You want to live where everyone else from your college that graduated lives. You want to stick with your tribe, so it has less to do with the with the specific neighborhood and more to do with the other people of your background moving to that neighborhood. Yeah, but again, that would still be like wealthy white people sort of building over top of the people who are already there who probably don't even want to be there. We've been doing that since the <laughs> Bering Strait crossing. But sure. it's also not like wealthy white people, though, in a lot of ways. It's... It's a lot of young people who work. They're professionals. They make good money, and they want to live in a fun place. It's not, you know, at least all I could speak for is Williamsburg. Cause I've lived there for a long time, and I know the neighborhood really well. And most of my friends that live there, they're not wealthy. They've been there for a while, and uh, I mean, most of them work in the arts in some way. Mm-hmm. A lot of them work in music and stuff. Some of them, they put all their money they can into their rent just because they want to stay in the neighborhood because it's the. Honestly, I think it's the best place to live on planet Earth. I feel that way. I think it's the greatest place. Well, John, right now you're helping to promote uh, <laughs> more people moving there. It's kind of like if you know something's cool, don't ever talk about it. Well, you yeah. know, let me finish. I was going to say it's the best place to, to live on Earth if you were a young Dominican kid with a machete and want to kill white people. That's where I was going. Oh, with man. It's open season. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great hunting Because that's ground. where this is all going, right? This gentrification <laughs> thing. I'd like to see him like a predator movie where like the, the predator comes down and he's that's like what he's hunting you're that talking about my biggest fear like an all-out race war against these gentrifiers though. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's what we're uh it happened at crown heights man <laughs> did that actually happen you know, I, you there know, was a race war between black people and jews that happened in uh, jesus heights. i think everybody is excited when the quality of life in the neighborhood um gets better mm-hmm. like when the parks get uh, taken care of better uh, <coughs> when there's more opportunities to buy fresh <laughs> produce when there's farmers markets when uh, there's just more access to things. Mm-hmm. but um, That it, point you make, though, yeah. is interesting because that's the, what Spike Lee said. When the parks start getting nicer, his his big thing, which I listened to a little bit of his rant that he's really pissed off about, is... Well, here, what, why, don't we, why don't we just play some of it? Oh, let's, let's play. play. Let's, play like, let's, have you heard any of this? Spike. No, I haven't. I can't wait. Oh, but Gabe's already pissed. Yeah, I'm... Mm, come on, Spike. Okay, we'll me. give this a couple seconds here. 
gentrification with some slightly negative connotations, and I, I wondered if you've ever looked at it from the other side, which is that if your family was still in that forty thousand dollar home, it's now worth three and a half or four million dollars. Right. Let me let me let me let me, not, let me just kill you right now. Okay. Ooh, do it, do it, Spike. There was some bullshit article in the New York Times saying the good of gentrification. I don't believe that. Here's the thing: I grew up here in Fort Greene. I grew up here in New York. It's changed. And why does it take the influx of white New Yorkers in the South Bronx, in Harlem, in Bed-Stuy, in Crown Heights for the facilities to get better? The garbage was a pickup every motherfucking day when I, when I lived in one, one 80 wash, 165 Washington so. Park. So, yeah, he's saying that exact thing. I mean, why why does it take other people to move into that area for the area to get better? Oh, racism. <laughs> Straight up. I mean, I, I can't disagree with Spike no, on that part. No, exactly. But that's exactly why that's exactly why he's saying it's uh, yeah, it's a bad thing, a hundred percent. And that's that's a thing that fucking sucks about it. It's not. It's not a bad thing. This is the this is the thing. What gentrification is kind of like the word a gentrifier is like a hipster. It's like a word that white people use about the other white people in the neighborhood. Yeah. And in that same way like Spike Lee what what you see is when you have affluent white people move into a neighborhood, they are they have to face the privilege and the economic like inequity that has existed in America and in every city since time immemorial. That's a good right? point, actually, because in a lot of other places, like if you go to Connecticut, there'll be like a town like Fairfield, Connecticut, next to a city like Bridgeport, Connecticut. Yeah. Which is, I mean, they are the complete, but they don't come across each other. They don't come in contact with each other. Yeah. It's the same thing happening, except here, we have to, we see each other every day. We walk past each other. We live like right on top of each other. It's mm -hmm. more mixed in. It's like when uh, when uh, black stand-up comedians or uh, hip-hop artists talk about police brutality. There was a time where white people just didn't believe that police brutality existed until enough like uh, black spokespeople and celebrities were like, hey, look it, here it is. Here it is in a movie. Here it is in a song. Here it is in like my stand-up routine. Mm -hmm. And now people get it. They're like, oh, Stop and Frisk exists. And in the same way, it's like <coughs> gentrifiers or w white people moving into these neighborhoods or more affluent people didn't see what the inequity was. They didn't see how bad the situation was yeah. in Sobro or in Harlem or in uh, East Williamsburg, and now that they live there, they're like, oh, well, we, we would like the garbage picked up. We would like that, you know, animals to not, like, shit all over but the But do sidewalks. they do that for the people that are already there, or they do it for themselves? They do it for themselves, but... Yeah, yeah baby, it's all self-interest, man. But this I is mean, the thing, though. There's nothing malicious about any of this. It's just people wanting to move to a place that, they're, that they want to live in and then wanting their, their neighborhood to be as nice as possible. There's no, like, get these Dominicans out of here attitude No, of course, it, but it, I don't know. For me, I don't know. It gets a little weird. I mean, it's going to happen. It's what it is. I'm not uh, against it. It's just a thing. But I, I find it weird... That people that have money want to live 
near people who don't have money. In areas where poor the people that don't have money probably don't even want to be. It's more about just seeing the potential in a neighborhood, though. So if you look at Williamsburg, for example, Williamsburg <laughs> is one stop from the Lower East Side. Lower East Side is a like it's a playground. Yeah, it's like Disneyland. You go there. There's dive bars in air quotes or authentic dive bars, whatever you want to call them. Air quotes. You know, so there's there, you know it's a sexy uh, place that used to be a haven for artists, and now just one subway stop away in Williamsburg on Bedford, that is why not live there? The reason people didn't live there 10 years ago was because the L train was terrible. Yeah. And uh, they rezoned the waterfront area and they turned all of these um, warehouses into like, they made them so that they could be residences. Now, now there's a reason. There's no reason that Bed that the Bedford stop wasn't um, a lucrative, exciting, easy commute for young professionals 10 years ago, except that the L train wasn't running. The L train still kind of blows. I mean, you'll go down there sometimes and you're, you're waiting for 21 minutes. Mm. I mean, that's not the worst goddamn thing in the world, but I mean, it's not yeah, like... But, uh, yeah, but I, I mean, it used to be that way at like on a Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, And you yeah. can't show up to work 30 minutes late twice in one week uh, or you're going to get fired. That's true. So now, now the L's, you know, questionable on weekends, but it runs like clockwork during the week. So your so your side, um, I mean not your side. Your thoughts on this are that gentrification. Not only is it not good. I mean, not only is it good, it's it's not a thing. Well, it's not a thing, and it's just that culturally, what do affluent, um, mostly Caucasian people bring to a neighborhood? What's their aesthetic? Anxiety. And they bring anxiety, <laughs> fear of they, people that they didn't grow up with. They bring video. Uh, they bring video cameras on every corner. They bring their own anxiety. They bring their um, need to eat uh, high-priced organic foods. They also bring um, the oh, I also had it as bad as you because one day my mom wouldn't give me the Mercedes. They all they all sing started at the bottom now we're here yes. to themselves regardless yes. of what private school they went to. But the way it happens though, the process it's sort of like a crescendo where usually like at least in Williamsburg when I was there it was like people who didn't have the money but were creative people lived there and then other people started to catch on and then as it starts to get nicer it it almost like the growth of it is exponential then, and it starts to happen faster and faster, and then it just builds up. And now it's like this insane thing that's taken it's, – it's out of – I notice so much change now year to year where I used to not notice it that much before. Now it's just – it's growing at a huge rate. Exactly. Well, it comes in waves. <laughs> the first thing you get is you get uh, artists or gay people moving into a neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, people who are like living on the fringes of uh, normal – whatever, mainstream culture. And then they make a neighborhood look nicer, and then they get priced out when corporate creatives move in, which are like the gatekeepers, the producers, the bookers, the people who are attached to that same industry, but just like one step economically ahead of them. Then after you get the corporate creatives moving in, you get finance, and then those guys move in. So right now what you're seeing is like the people who are in uh, new, new tech, um, new social media, and uh, Wall Street moving into neighborhoods that were traditionally uh, uh, people of poor people of color that then were um, taken over by artists and then taken over by uh, that is exactly creators. what happened in that neighborhood, by the way. 
Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I know. I mean, that's why I'm I brought the man that in. Is down to, that's to a T. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, it's all of the people. Now, the the the, the, the what did you say? Corporate creative. They're they're getting now. It's now the more people that work in finance. Yeah, and that crew. So and then the people that stuff that's moving. The in. initial gentrifiers are also being priced out. Absolutely, and pushed out. Yeah, oh, and yeah, then they're cer- all Bushwick now. Certain things happen too. Like if you're if it's a traditionally gay um, sort of enclave. In a neighborhood uh, where there is anxiety around hate crimes mm-hmm. uh, or like protecting uh, them from any sort of problem, then uh, that uh, paradoxically creates more of a police state. Mm-hmm. So like the or the moment that you have like one white girl gets assaulted in a neighborhood, it makes like headlines. White uh, white women are the 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 most sacred things on the on the planet. <laughs> in, in North America, white women and virgins for some reason are held to this high standard. So in Greenpoint, we had one uh, one uh, flyer was up on every street corner, and it was uh, Xerox of a girl who was missing, like twenty five. And uh, it, it's valid that you know we should all be concerned that anyone is missing. Yeah, but. If you look at the blotter, the crime blotter in uh, any of the New York newspapers, you'll see like a litany of fifty horrend- uh, horrendous acts every day oh, that yeah. happen in neighborhoods to people of color, mm-hmm. and those are not necessarily what the community's chattering about. No, but this one girl was missing, and it turned out that she'd like checked in to a hospital and not told her family, and she was missing for like a week in this hospital. Uh-huh. But for that whole time, like every single like young, ambitious, corporate creative girl in the area was like on red alert that there was some mass murderer out there. <laughs> you, well, you lose, a, you lose a white woman in a neighborhood, that's like losing a Fabergé egg, man. You gotta, you gotta find that. You could almost put, you know, in the Indiana Jones at the Temple of Doom when he goes to get the, the what was yeah. that thing called? Switch that, switch that with a white woman. Yeah, that little golden <laughs> nugget. Yes. That's that's a white woman. White women are the Indiana Jones Temple of Doom golden nuggets. Yes, and when that goes missing, the walls come down, the spikes come up, people start losing their damn minds. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alfred Molina gets shot with a thousand <laughs> tiny little poison arrow darts. You know, one of the only things, honestly, that makes me uh, upset about gentrification, it, it, and it's only just a byproduct of... Uh, what it is is just when people with money start to pretend that they're poor. That's one of the only things that makes me upset. Like when people are like, "Man, I'm broke. I gotta call my parents for money." If you can call home to get rent money, you're not poor. You know what I mean? If I call my mom today and I'm like, "Mom, I need a hundred bucks," she's gonna be like, "Me too." <laughs> yeah, and that's Sorry. where the conversation ends. Yeah. If you can call home to get rent, shut up, man, about being fucking broke. You moved out of your parents' house. And you're living in the earth now. Well, uh, also, in I've got a thing about internships and a thing about um, co co-signers, guarantors. Yeah. Uh, one thing that drives up the rent artificially is there's a lot of people that live beyond their means because yeah. they are being funded by someone back home. Yes. And what that does is it allows for landlords to charge more because that's what the market will bear. Yes. But then people who are working and don't have that cushion uh-huh. can't keep up. Exactly. In the same way with internships. Like when the economy took a downturn, what happened was a lot of people continued to work in these nice like high-profile jobs, but they, they got out of college and they took internships. Mm-hmm. If the only people that can survive an unpaid internship for two or three years to finally get an entry-level position of course. is somebody that already has at home. So it's only benefiting people yes. 
it creates more of an economic disparity. Yeah, and that's my and I, like I said, that's my only issue. If you move in there and you're doing it on your own, white, black, whatever, cool. But when again, when you have uh, when you have people giving you money and you still cry poor, fuck, dude. Yo, shout outs to my mom and dad for helping me pay my rent sometimes. <laughs> I should have had that noise geared up. But yeah, it just makes me so mad because uh Again, it's cool if they can do it and they're going to do it, but yeah. don't walk the earth saying you're poor. It's mm. a slap in the face to people who actually are and can't call somebody for fucking rent money. Well, what is it about the United States where like we only respect people that started at the bottom and are now here? In everything, like mm-hmm. you there there isn't a narrative for, well, you know, I was comfortably well off and uh, I just took the uh, resources that I had and you know, went a little bit further. That's a good point. That is a good point, but I mean, probably because those people don't tell a story as well as the (laughs) other guy. Do you know what I mean? It's more of a... It's more of an interesting thing to come from zero to uh, 60, lack of a better term. We love underdog stories in this country. Love that's, underdogs, that's and it. I think that's also why some of those people who aren't underdogs will play underdog, because it's 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 a cooler type thing. But I, you know what? I respect a man who's like, yo, I have these things, and I'm using them. That Good, cool. Everybody else would use them too if they had the opportunity. But again, if you have them, don't pretend that you don't. Yeah, yeah. you're against them hiding that. Yes, be who you are. Fuck's sake, you're you're a person I can call. You can get money. Be be that guy. I can get on board with that. Do you know what I mean? I almost blew right out of my chair there. <laughs> I saw it. Yeah, um, you got very red. I got very red. I'm trying to match this shirt. Um, so look at hold on, but Spike Lee. For let's just get back to him for a minute. Can we? Oh do yeah. That? You want me to play another minute of him? Can or you, you gotta? I well look. I just feel like he. I mean, he's the dude who was wearing hats that said Brooklyn on him. Yep. Since like 1989, that guy has been his biggest contribution to the world, if not his movies, was in promoting Brooklyn globally. So he's the ambassador for Brooklyn. He made Brooklyn a commodity. Yeah. That guy is single. He is the godfather of gentrifying hipsters. Yeah, but he never made Brooklyn look like an appealing place to live. I mean, do the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. For I was like, I was, I was like, Gabe, I've never thought of it that way. And then instantly, John's like, Yeah, but he made Brooklyn look like a bag of shit. Well, not not that. No, I know, I know what you mean. Well, I feel like everybody who grew up watching Do the Right Thing was like, I want to live in that neighborhood. That's edgy. That's cool. Like. You know, yeah. until they burn the pizza place to the ground. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying, though. It's an interesting, no, it's an right, interesting way right. to look at it. That a man who doesn't want people uh, moving into Brooklyn and changing it has been walking around like being like, "Yo, bro." When you hear something constantly, I used to think bro- I'd never been to New York until a few years ago. But I mean, all I ever heard in school and rap music and stuff was Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Yeah. So yeah, you're just like, "Yo, that might be scary or whatever," but I gotta. That's a cool place to go. I bet it's yeah. great. They got this, this, this. Yeah, you got Radio Rahim. Like, who doesn't want to hear music like <laughs> at like out of a boombox all day long? He never filmed in the wintertime. He never showed how grimy New York is like nine months out of the year. It's that's always vibrant does. springtime in a Spike Lee movie. Everyone's in shorts. People look beautiful. And good shorts, too. Like, it's always, like, colorful stuff. Yeah, everything is like a rainbow. It's just a rainbow coalition of goodness. Jordans. We got Jordans. Yeah. They got Jordans in these things. Mm, Bo Jacksons. So, yeah, let me play another second of this, man. Let's see, let's, see, let's see what happens. PS20 was not good. PS11. Wolf Chub, 294. So why, why, why? The police went around. When you see white mothers... 
pushing their babies in strollers three o'clock in the morning to 125th Street, that must tell you something. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't dispute that. Whoa, 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 it means there's whoa, a whoa, white whoa. baby someone could eat. And even more. Let me kill you some more. That's, a, that's one of those, the Temple of Doom walking around. Hide that, that yeah. thing back in the Temple of Doom. Yeah, put, yo, put that snack away. <laughs> can, can I talk about that? No, not yet. Not yet. It did prove the motherfucking Christopher Columbus syndrome. You can't discover this. We've been here. You just can't come in both bars. See, I, I, I do like that sentence. That Christopher Columbus thing is at, a, at Mal- Malcolm X, right? Or it's like Plymouth Rock landed on us. <laughs> but let me say one thing, man. Spike Lee, he, if you talk about Brooklyn all day long and make it look great, then white people are going to move there and the, the chickens have come home to roost. I never, honest to God, I never thought of it that way. And that is, I mean, that definitely adds to it. That makes that makes sense. A man that does, it makes sense. You're talking that, about it all day long. That's why he's complaining. He knows. Deep down inside, subconsciously, he knows he's responsible and he feels so guilty about it. Oh, that's Maybe funny. That's it. Imagine if he walked around just being like, I'm sorry, guys, for all these cupcake <laughs> shops and these fucking vegan restaurants and that guy over there wearing a, a, a David Bowie t-shirt. There's not much more that could be gentrified in Brooklyn at this point. I mean, obviously, like, bed is the next thing and, you know, some of these other neighborhoods, but what do you think about, like, the South Bronx? you think that's going to be the next thing? Sobro. You know, is that what they call it? I did not know that existed. So I, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. There's something. I mean, I need to spend a little bit more time in the Bronx. I, I used to teach up there, uh, but I didn't spend a lot of time walking the streets. And honestly, I just found architecturally it wasn't pleasant. Yeah, it's like they're definitely. It have seems to... far, like spread out. Like you need. It seems like you know you can walk around Brooklyn. You can walk around Queens. Uh, Bronx, anytime I've been there, it seems like, yeah, this is a little bit more spread out than other areas, you know? I mean, do you want to live... The question is, like, do you want to live in, like, an old, grimy apartment? Or do you want to live in an apartment that's been, I don't know, taken care of? Yeah. And there's something about moving to a neighborhood where there isn't a lot of new development. And sometimes I think that it's a, new development's a good thing. Like, some old buildings need to come down. Yeah. A lot of them I don't like, though. Those the edge on you know that one in Williamsburg on the water. Mm, you mean the Hideous. one that has its own laundry and its own preschool? It does, but it looks like a huge. Dorm. There's a preschool in the building, so your kid never leaves this compound. They're like you know some of these buildings and developments are like autonomous uh, cruise ships. But see how scary that's a thing that's kind of scary too is because like you you keep your kids and your family in one building in the neighborhood, but never venture outside your kids aren't in a school with other people in that neighborhood it's kind of weird it's like a biodome yeah you're on a spaceship in a neighborhood of people that are like we don't even want to be here take us in your spaceship and you're like no you're scary to me do it not come funny, here because when you go near those big complexes they're their own neighborhood they have their own feel they don't like the people all look similar and then when you venture to bedford avenue it's a whole different feel so that's a, almost its own neighborhood it's like a gated communities in los angeles hmm. You know. But right in the, it's so strange. I, I mean, I want to have a nice place one day and be in a nice thing. I never want to live in a place that has a concierge. You know, I find it ridiculously ignorant. Like your dad is just downstairs all the time. Have you ever <laughs> been to a building where I used to date a girl that had a concierge? Go over there at two in the morning. Guys, like, who are you here to see? What the fuck does it matter oh, you to you? A doorman. Concierge. <laughs> that's what they're called. <laughs> Yeah, I got you. I got you. Did you guys it's not like know what I was talking a, about when I said concierge? I just thought you were making a joke. I, a doorman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Concierge oh, I'm probably sorry. More, more Canadian. Is it? <laughs> I feel like they use it in hotels, and possibly they've started hotels. using it in some luxury if you're uh, high rises. I'm, yes. I don't know. I think doorman. Doorman is like a different guy, right? The doorman is the guy who's not the door guy in the, in the uniform. No, I'm not talking about that guy. I'm talking about when you get through the door, the guy at the desk. Mm-hmm. That's like, who are you here to see? And then they call up to that person, and be like, Yo, you got a guy down here. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm paying forty four thousand dollars a month to be here for a chaperone. Dad, <laughs> suck a dick. Let this person up. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That, I, I never want to live in a place with a doorman. I'm sorry I said concierge, guys. <laughs> no, I think either one. They're both valid. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, though. I mean, because you, you're you in um, that field. I've oh. single-handedly gentrified all of Brooklyn. <laughs> yes. You were the, you were the, you were the, you're Gabe Lee. Yeah. Or Spike yeah. Pachenko. Because I don't believe in that word exists. Uh, I, I help colonize um, Brooklyn and increase the quality of life for a very small subset of young corporate creatives and professionals <laughs> we should get to this article yes i just wanted to ask quickly um what what are what are some of the things like when you're when you're um talking to these people who move to these neighborhoods oh yeah the gentrifiers i guess you could call them what what are their questions what do they want to know about these places well so there are things that ethically you're not allowed to talk about so uh, things that um uh, your sales agent won't speak to you about are what um the uh, ethnic or cultural or religious background of a community is okay so we just won't we won't bring that up. Uh, other things that we don't talk about are crime stats for a neighborhood, and we're just not allowed to. So do, do that. people ask that though? Yeah, they're like, "Is this neighborhood safe?" And I think that that to, when you ask me that, it it shows that you're not doing your due diligence. Yeah. As a as somebody moving around, I mean, why are you even looking in the neighborhood? Often, I, I think it's kind of a silly question, and I'll say. Well, all of the stats for the local police precinct are online, and you can look those up. You can also visit the police precinct here and ask them. Well, you didn't die on the way here, huh? All right, let me show you the bedrooms. Well, what I think is silly is when when people ask, and we go and we look at the place, um, and they see you know people with with kids in strollers. Yeah. Or, yeah. And I and I go, well, all you know, crime can happen anywhere. Yeah. You know, you can hit get hit by a car anywhere. You can get burglarized anywhere. I don't know what you mean when you're asking is is it safe? And when you look at crime in general, it's usually like people attack those within their same community. Yeah, of course. So if you're moving somewhere, you're not from the community, so you're kind of like an alien. Yeah. No one's going to bother you because they don't know you you haven't shown all your cards yet. Yeah. So people are wary. You're not a victim. Okay. Okay. You know. So it's okay, cool. That's kind of what I thought it would be. Um Okay, so you actually uh, showed me this article um, on uh, alternet.org. Yeah. 20 ways not to be a gentrifier. It's uh, it's really well-meaning. Is this a serious <laughs> article, man? Uh, Alternet is a serious, left-leaning, progressive um, news online news site. And yes, would I necessarily... <laughs> I mean, it really... It, but it does feel like guidelines to not feel guilty. Yes. Some of these are absolutely ridiculous. Some of these the are way. some of the most ignorant shit on the Can planet. Can I just read so, a couple of them? Yeah, like, please, please. Go to, oh, so, yeah. We'll stop yeah. the first part. So the woman that wrote it is, uh, she went to what? Y- not Yale. Oakland. She lives in Oakland, correct? Or she's from Oakland. Mm-hmm. Oakland, call it, whatever. So here's 20 ways not to be a gentrifier. Go with number one there, John. 
Well, wait, we're, we're going to read through all of them? I think we should just hit a couple that are pretty interesting. That okay, just, go ahead. Because some of them, she does make some very good points. Some of them are, are very good points so about let's respecting bring up, your community. Let's bring up like both that. then. Let's so, let's do one of yeah. Can both. we also say uh, in Oakland, I mean, this is a big deal in Oakland. It's got a similar thing going on as Brooklyn. And um, right now, everyone's been priced out of San Francisco. If you check out John Oliver, uh, he, he did a really awesome... Um, opening speech at a Webby's convention mm-hmm. and uh, which was like all of the um the tech people uh from San Francisco and he just demolishes them mm-hmm. and they like sat there and took it in the same way that like when Steve Colbert did the uh president's um correspondence dinner yep and he talked a lot about like how they started as the nerds but now they are the bullies yes with their the Google shuttles of that course. they have and um, the way that they've just made made life for most other people who aren't in the tech field untenable. It just shows that anybody is at the bottom and is like all the people at the top are dicks. Once you get there, you're a dick too. Yeah, it's yeah. just facts. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So what do you what do you this got? This one bothered me particularly. In the beginning, it's fine. Recognize all the people outside of your door as your neighbors, even if they look different from you from you and live in under different circumstances. That of course that makes sense. But that's just common fucking sense. Yeah. This includes single mothers with three jobs and migrant workers who that's that's all great. As well as the homeless people who sleep in the park, the drug dealers who sell outside the liquor store, and the prostitutes walking nearby streets. Treating all these folks with respect. Which number and is this? This is all number two. Okay. So I'm supposed to treat the fucking drug dealer in my neighborhood with dignity and respect. I, I I just can't agree with that. I don't see why why how is that why are you a gentrifier in a negative way if you want drug dealers out of your neighborhood? Also you know what I a I I honestly I don't know what Sesame Street like it yeah. starts off very Sesame Street, right? Like treat everybody with respect and then she keeps like upping the ante for yeah. like how and how about the, the organ harvesting sex trafficker? That's <laughs> no, funny, but it's also uh, that, the that's the kind of thing too. Shake it's like hand. it's um you know hey these neighborhoods aren't uh, scary or dangerous and everybody lives there, but there are prostitutes everywhere and drug dealers on the streets. So just be cool to those guys. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm so, I, I mean I'm sorry, but part of, of of living in a neighborhood is wanting your neighbor to be safe and clean and nice. I and- mean drug drug dealers got to sell that good, but they don't got to be everywhere for fuck's sake. Yeah, they don't yeah. got to be out in front of these cupcake shops. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Somebody's got to push that China white. Somebody has got to move that H. (laughs) (laughs) This is a funny one. Change the way you perceive neighbors by changing the language you use to describe them. Think about the motivations for their actions. Instead of that illegal immigrant standing at the corner all day, think my neighbor, insert name here, who happens to be undocumented, Stood out in the sun all day, waiting for the chance to work. This is just semantics. This is ridiculous. No, but this Who is also this shit? is also so ignorant. This is that that one number three specifically is thrown right at white people. That is so for what instead of because you're you're a guy standing on the street, you're already going to call him an illegal immigrant, right? <laughs> you you already assume that he's illegal. But instead of saying that, think my neighbor who happens to be a, who are you talking to? Are you talking to somebody over tea while you just count? Your millions undocumented <laughs> stood out in the sun all day waiting for the chance. Who are you? Insert name sitting here. at the window watching the alien. I want to stop. Okay. Do you know what I mean? What are you to get a job? I can't talk to that. The person who comes up to me and says, So, uh, the artist formerly known as this undocumented worker who I happened to see earlier today in front of the donut store. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just like zoned out immediately. Like, can you just tell me who you saw? Can you it, tell uh, me? Oh, you saw the Mexican guy from all, Puebla. All I see is like uh, a rich aunt <laughs> trying not to offend human beings by 
completely offending human beings. Why is a man on the street an illegal immigrant? Is he's out in the street? You know what I mean? You're only, not allowed to stand on the street? Only immigrants walk. Way. Every brown human being standing on the street, illegal. Lock him up, or at least undocumented. Stood out in the sun all day. I love that. And she sums up this whole guy's life. He's standing in the street all day so he could send money home back to his family. Like, you know all this was by looking at a guy named Juan. Yeah. You fucking... Honestly, that's one of the most ignorant things You have no ever. idea if he has a family. Of course. You have no idea Maybe where he's Maybe he's standing from. on the sun all day because it's... Who knows? What? Fuck. Again, you're, you're <laughs> watching a, nice a man standing in the sun all day. You clearly don't have a job either. Are you undocumented? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What are you doing? Are you not trying? Well, I don't understand. The are whole- you are you community watch? Are yes. you a spy? What? Yeah. And that I love that too. Uh, uh, okay, everybody in the neighborhood's an illegal immigrant. <laughs> yeah. Leave it at that. But don't call them that. They don't. They don't like it. <laughs> it's an insane thing to do. Some of these are great. What's that? Yeah, go go another. Uh, see all of your new community's problems as opportunities for growth, creative problem solving, and entrepreneurship. You mean gentrification? That's exactly what the <laughs> right. fuck. So how can I make some money off this? <laughs> exactly. She's telling us to gentrify. Why is this article specifically written at old white women? <laughs> that sentence alone. These aren't problems. I these think are... it has to do with who's reading it. Yes. You know? Well, this is who's. Well, I mean, the gentrifiers are reading it. So it's a it's a a, a white person with money who's like, how can I not? First of all, too. If you're a, a person that's like, how can I not gentrify? If you have that thought, you've already gentrified <laughs> to a high degree. You've already gone further than need. You know what I mean? So to read this list and go, oh, so if I treat these people with, oh, that's not a problem. That drug dealer bashing the prostitute's <laughs> head on the street. That's not a problem. That is an invitation to help him treat her in a better way. Excuse me, illegal immigrant drug dealer. Stop bashing that prostitute's head. Instead, bring her in your house for some money. I mean, could. You know, it's just insane. What's another? Um, anyway. right, what are the What are the good ones that you liked? Uh, I didn't highlight those. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're a very glass half were, half empty type. Dude. No, I I mean I read a lot. A lot of them were very nice. It was you know respect your community, have mm-hmm. respect for your neighbors, treat the you know don't be an alien. Be one of them, not like you know this. Don't separate yourself so much. These are all obvious things about being a decent human being. Exactly. Like this one's good. I mean, shop local and small. Go to the dive bars, um, hole in the wall restaurants, and small mom and pop shops as often as the upscale restaurants, swanky bars, and boutiques. Okay, but I mean, it's also a question of taste. Like, are 100%. you not going to the dive bar because the bartender is a total asshole? Who is is me? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, you meant to say, is Our, an illegal immigrant? <laughs> is a drug dealing prostitute <laughs> yeah. illegal immigrant? Undocumented. But they don't want you coming yeah. in their bar to begin with. Like, go to Greenpoint. They have their Polish social clubs. They don't want you walking in there or go to other. Can we neighborhoods. also some of these gentrified uh, bars that are in these neighborhoods? Can you stop using fucking mason jars as a glass? <laughs> can you get a real glass? Do you know I, what I mean? For Christ's sake. Dude, everything needs to look artisanal and authentic. Put a put a right. seat somewhere. You go into some of these places, it's mason jars and there's an old bike on the wall. <laughs> the fuck, man? Get a chair. Why are you trying to... You're trying to have a bar that's lower than what poor... Poor bars have chairs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some, and they have glasses that you can drink out of. And cushions on the seats. A mason jar is some ignorant shit. Um, okay. Uh... 
Yeah, John John just uh, decided to destroy the whole world. Um, did you did you read all these, uh, Gabe? I I glanced over them before I sent it to you, and I I did. I mean, ultimately, I think that I'm really excited that there are people in the world that are trying. Um, sure. I think that there's some really good intentions behind this, but I also feel like there's some uh, self righteousness. Yes. And there is a sense of you want to like move to a neighborhood and you want to connect with others but also there's this i this sense that the gentrifier wants to impose yes their value system on the community that is pre-existing well this is british like you're saying uh you know british people coming over and being like look at these savages they clearly want what we have so let's put them it's like putting indians in the indian schools and yeah it's like well we'll we want them to live we don't want to kill them all but we'd like them to believe in jesus and uh learn how to be like you know well you've got to believe in jesus <laughs> you know especially if you're gonna sell that h <laughs> push that ron son yo you moving that rock son there are things about the process that are really sad. You know, it is sad that people get displaced. It is because I mean, I I fear a lot for that myself. I work my ass off so that I can keep I can keep up and live in that neighborhood because I'd like to live there the rest of my life if I can. Honestly, I, I yeah, I feel it, it's kind of sad too because I mean, I grew up with no money and I feel that people would love it if poor people were all buried underneath the earth. <laughs> I, it really feels like they're just trying to shove all, po- and that's every poor person. That's every race, everything. Poor people. It seems like the world wants poor people flushed, gone. If you can build right over these people, and we can just have a world where none of that ever existed, we're all fine. That's the thing. I, I find that scary and horrifying because well, most people are broke, man. Mm, most yeah. people are broke. In the world, absolutely, yeah. Where Where are most of these people who are getting pushed out of these neighborhoods? Where are they going? Does anyone under the earth? I'm telling you, they open up a cave and they're like to the center, sir. They're just building up a huge army and they're gonna come up. There's a bunch of ramen noodles down there. Have fun in Middle Earth, Frodo, and just poor families walk into the center, heating up for a little while because they never had it before. No, but really, though, where are they going? Where are these 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 people that are getting pushed out of these neighborhoods? What's the next step then? What happens to you? I don't know. A, there's a lot of things that I was thinking about on the on the way over here. Like if I had a kid, I I wouldn't be able to stay in New York. Um, I don't think I'll ever be able to own property in New York. I don't think of New York as a permanent place. I think of it as a transient uh, way station on your way to somewhere else. It's a boxcar, and we're all hobos. Yeah, we're all hobos here. Like, New York is like yeah. there's – and part of it is because there's um, the an unnatural influx of highly talented people that come here every year from everywhere else. Like, the, basically, I think New York is a city filled with these exotic – flowers or plants from all over the world that are stacked in identical pots on top of one another and it's unsustainable why would you want to live here like forever why would i want to live here forever though and this this is one thing though i will say about gentrification come i grew up right around new york come to new york in the 1980s and 1970s and now come to new york now and you tell me what's a better place to live in yeah it might be expensive but that was a shitty place to live in those days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crime, Crime was crazy. By it a was, machete. It was terrible. Central it was Park a was pretty much place off limits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The train was pretty much off limits. It is the nicest city in the world now. This place is great. It's the nicest city in the world, and mm-hmm. it keeps getting better every year. I hope it's sustainable. Well, I mean, number 20 on this list, if you're going to move here and not be a gentrifier, is fall in love with your community, both mm-hmm. for what it is and what it could be. Give your new neighbors the benefit of the doubt. 
Mm. That sentence right there is some cocksuckery fucking. <laughs> They're not yeah. criminals. Stop it. It's Ask, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, the subtext is I've already judged you. Of yeah, course. It's exactly the what subtext, it is. The subtext, yeah, you're not my color and or financial uh, background. Take your your racist white privileged ideas and put them and aside then, for a minute. Ask them how they'd like to be treated. Hello, person on the street. <laughs> how are you, brown dude? <laughs> Undocumented man waiting in the sun all day. Are you? For a job to send yeah. money back home to your family i've said all that about you yeah. is it true are you selling that h how would you like to be treated while you are selling h don't i love this too don't be afraid most people in new york i mean if you ask them a question they're gonna stop and talk to you but a lot of the times too you don't have to talk to everybody you pass in the streets this isn't uh this isn't a dorm room you know what i mean it's a city let some people walk by um, you know what? And I don't like sometimes when you when you make friends with the people who live around you, it sucks. Yeah. When you're in a bad mood. Yeah. And you're walking down the street and you see them, and then they try to engage you, and you're like, ah, I can't right now. And see, that's the thing that sucks about being an illegal, undocumented, drug dealing prostitute, is if you're <laughs> in a bad mood, these uppity rich aunts will call the police, and then you go to Middle Earth <laughs> to eat endless bowls of cold ramen Hear with ye. no seasoning. Yeah. Hear nope. ye, poor people! We have opened up the hole in the earth, and if you could just please get down there and never come back, it's like the third. Uh, what was that thing? First class, third class on the Titanic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When they had the gates and they for the people, and they just were like, "We cannot help you," and they're like, "But we could help us," and they're like, "No, you can't." That's what I feel is happening. <laughs> <laughs> I've always felt that they people people with money really hate poor people and don't want them to exist because it's 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 dirty and scary for you to look at. Um, but I mean, it's it, it, the poor people are everywhere, and it ain't our fault that we're in the streets. Walk in the earth, and could you just let it happen, people with money? For Christ's sake. I just feel like just let people be people, man. Let them be the way they want to be. Stop yeah. bothering them. Yeah, stop All talking the to them. Stop. In the neighborhood, were happy before you showed up. Yes. They probably don't want to engage you in conversation. Just leave them be. Um, and this is this was written by Danette Lambert. She's a community organizer, political consultant in Oakland, California. This piece reflects her individual views. Well, and I mean, I guess for us sharing that, Gabe. Yeah, thanks for bringing yeah. this in, and I mean, uh, thank you for coming in. Hey, it was my pleasure. This was a great talk. I had a good time. John, as always, John, John, the Don. I think that was a great episode. I had a good time. We learned, learned some stuff. Uh, just because Middle I Earth didn't know it existed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, once you get pushed out of your your apartment building, you're going to find out about it. Yeah, Tolkien is the Bible for poor people. It's <laughs> so funny. Um, thank you guys very much for listening to the third episode of uh, Positive Anger here. Play some jazz to play us out, man. Oh, yeah, I could. God damn it. I took the jazz away. Here we go. Bringing it back. Um, really appreciate it, as always. Um, have Twitters here. Uh, Nathan, uh, Twitter at Nathan McIntosh. Gabe, what's your Twitter? Gabe underscore Pacheco. P-A-C-H-E-C-O. And uh, check out all of our uh, great podcasts and all of our shows at StandUpNYLabs.com. That's StandUpNYLabs.com. See you here next week for another jazz rant and some talking. Thank you guys very much. Thank you. <laughs>